Good morning. This is Jim with Keeping the Faith again. We're going to dive into God's Word again this morning. And, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to talk a little bit about faith. The Bible tells us to have faith and gives us many examples of people who had faith. Um, Hebrews 11 is just really an entire chapter um, talking about the people throughout the Bible who had faith. But right now, let's ask, what is faith? Is it something that only the very holy people have? <clears throat> faith is believing in God. The Bible tells us that Abraham believed the Lord against all hope. Abraham and hope believed and so became the father of many nations. He did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was straightened in his faith and gave glory <clears throat> to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Now, in Romans chapter 4, beginning with verse 18, and you're welcome to get your Bible and read along if you have it handy. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old <clears throat> and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promised God but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Faith <clears throat> is believing that God will do what he has promised or believing that he can do something we have asked him for. In other words, faith is believing God for something specific. And our faith is tied to our hope, which is a confident belief that God will do what we are expecting of him. Hope comes from the heart, which excitedly looks forward to seeing what God is going to do <clears throat> and how. Trusting in God is holding on when you don't know what God's plan is and when you can't understand what is happening. Sometimes you don't even know what to pray. But even at times when you don't know what to pray or how to pray for it, God knows every thought and feeling that we have and knows exactly what you're trying to pray for and knows what you need before we even ask. Now in Matthew 6, verses 7 and 8, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, 
for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father in heaven knows what you need before you ask him. That says a lot. He already knows what we need before we even ask. But that's when you hold on to the fact God loves you and cares for you and that he has everything under control. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34. <clears throat> Once again, you're welcome to read along with me. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is it not, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about the clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. <clears throat> For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's true. Why should we worry about tomorrow? Because we have enough problems with every day that passes. Now, when we go to pull up a chair and sit on it, we're putting our faith in that chair by believing that it will hold us. If the chair is reliable every time, you use it eventually, becoming fully confident that it will always hold you. <clears throat> Much like our everyday faith in God. Having seen his faithfulness to us in the past, we can confidently believe that he will hold us at times wherever we are. In any situation that we've ever been in or ever will be in. But yet there are times when we need more faith than just our everyday trust in God. Maybe due to a situation that we've never dealt with before. Or maybe there's so much going on it just feels overwhelming to us but but we got to remember there is nothing too big for God and you ask <clears throat> well how can we have more faith 
can have more faith. First of all, talking to God about every detail of our life and just staying close to Him. Now in John, verse, or chapter, sorry, chapter 15 and verse 7. As if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. See, that's, and when we're praying, that's, that's actually how we talk to God. We pray. And, you know, God may not <clears throat> answer prayers immediately. God has, has his own timing for things. And we're just going to have to have faith in, in that. We have to have faith that God knows exactly what's best for us and when we need it. Now, in Philippians 4 and 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You know, another verse telling us that we need to talk to God, and we need to be talking to God every day. And like I said, talking to God it happens when we we're in prayer. You know, we always need to notice the things God is doing in our life and the way He helps. Now, another way, faith comes from reading and believing the Bible, not just reading but studying. <clears throat> in my book, there's a big difference in reading and studying. You read books about, I don't know, how to fix stuff for whatever they read nowadays. But when you get into the book and you're studying it, there's things that's going to pop out at you different every time you read it because your situations are different pretty much every time we read it. Now, in uh, 2 Timothy 2 and 15, <clears throat> do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. You know, that's, that's part of our studying. You know, we have to study it. We have to believe that Christ was the Son of God and that He died for our sins. And that through Him, we have salvation. And it's part of our faith when it comes to that. Now, in... Uh, Romans 10 and 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. And there again, telling us, you know, that basically our faith is going to come from studying his word and we don't just do that on Sundays when we go to church. You should read the 
the Bible every day because every day there's something new going to come of it. <clears throat> and serving is another way as Jesus tells us when he came to he came to serve, not to be served. Serving helps us see and experience actually what we're made for. And in uh, 1 Peter 4 and 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I don't mean like a maid or a butler to serve, but we're supposed to love our neighbors. And that, that's actually part of serving. You know, <clears throat> if you see your neighbor needing some help, by all means, help them. And whatever way they need, whatever way that you're able to. Because that's what serving is. Now, in James chapter 1 and verse 22 through 25, it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, <clears throat> and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets, what he looks like but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard but doing it they will be blessed in what they do so they're telling us not just read the bible but study it i mean get in there and and dig around in it because it's full of so much help and tells us exactly what we need to be doing, how we need to be living. And, uh, you know, that, that comes from studying our Bible. Now, God, <clears throat> He tests faith. He's done it all through the Bible and back in like I said at the beginning, Hebrews chapter 11 is full of it, telling us where God has tested people's faith through throughout the ages. The Bible tells us that God can see what's in our hearts and that he also knows every thought we have. So why does God need to test our faith? Surely he knows whether we believe or not. Because there's nothing we do, nothing we say or think can be hidden from him. And then uh, Psalms 139, chapter, or sorry, chapter 139, verse 2. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. That tells us he knows. <clears throat> he knows everything we do. So why would he why would he test our faith? There are times when God is going to test us for a reason 
we'll never know or understand. He don't think like we do. His thoughts and ways are, are far, far above ours. Now we're here in uh, Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 and 9 explains a little bit about how his thoughts and ways are different from ours. Beginning in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And anyone that's put together such a creation as us and everything around us and this great planet that we live on, they have to have a lot higher thoughts and ways than we could ever imagine, could ever even hope for. <clears throat> but that's when we need to hold on to what we know about God and simply trust Him. We can learn from the people in the Bible whose faith was tested. Back in the chapter 11, a whole list of people been tested. But now one of those people was Peter, who said that trials, or tests, if you will, come so that our faith may be made pure. The same, kind of like the same way they do gold. If they melt it down in a hot furnace and it's purified. And then, uh, first Peter, give me just a second, and I'll get over there to it. Peter, first chapter, verses 6 and 7. It says, In all this you greatly rejoice, through now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith or greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. When we keep trusting God during tough times, our faith actually becomes <clears throat> more pure and stronger, kind of like what it was talking about, melting gold down. It, it becomes the same way, and so is our faith. Now, Paul, who had a very hard time because of his faith in the Lord, said that we should be glad when problems come. Because in those problems is when our faith is put to the test. And in Romans chapter 5... Verses 3 and 4 it says, Not only so, but we also 
glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. There's that word hope again. Hope comes from our faith. They're kind of one and the same. Faith being stronger, of course. Hardships can bring out something in us that makes us want to keep going. It, and it's that endurance that builds our character, gives us confidence to believe that God's going to stay close to us in our times of trouble or our time of need. That the test will come to an end and there is an eternal reward waiting for us. Now in James chapter 1 and verse 12, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. That's going to be our reward in heaven with him. So, those are a few ways you can build your faith. Get in there and study your Bible. Get out here and help your neighbor. Make sure you're attending your church services to hear the message. Y'all have a great day.